All right, the homestand is over, so let's have some fun today. Let's talk some trades and some pretty unrealistic trades, but I like it. Coming up, you're in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. It is a Monday. It is a Buffalo sports scene that now belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. Hooray. We need them to give us any sort of optimism or hope as a Buffalo sports fan, because the Bills are certainly not helping fans out in that regard as their season ended at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, and it's about as depressing and demoralizing a time as ever to be a Bills fan because they just keep hitting their head on the ceiling. Really, it's almost, no, it's not as bad as the Sabres, right? But it kind of feels the same, right? Where with the Sabres, you can oftentimes feel dead inside. And that feeling is starting to come up with the Bills. I mean, they win games. They make the playoffs every year. They win their division. They win a playoff game. But when you keep losing in the same spot, the the consistent failure, the the plateauing is really what has you down. The, you'd rather have the ups and downs, I think. And for the Bills, they're just, you know, flatlining up here and the Sabres are flatlining down here and it's just not fun uh, for either team right now but you know the Sabres have four months to change our minds it's not going well for them though the homestand is over we'll get to by the way Casey Middlestat trade rumor out there from Kevin Weeks of ESPN I'll tell you what I've heard on that front and we'll play around with it I got one massive trade idea that I love for a middle stat trade idea. I don't think it's all that realistic, but I'm going to convince you that it's at least slightly possible, even if it's 0.01% chance. But before we get to that, we got our droughtology, and we've got to recap this homestand. I'll start with our droughtology because, of course, so why not You know, feel worse about ourselves even? But uh, our, our daily segment on how long it's been since the Buffalo Sabres have been in the playoffs, today's fact is... Since the last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, Yaramir Yager was not in the NHL. He was in his first European vacation, retirement, whatever you want to call it, from the NHL. The last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, Yaramir Yager had only played for three NHL teams. To this day, he's played for nine NHL teams. Since the Sabres were in the playoffs, Yager has returned to the NHL, played for six different NHL franchises, and has played 38 playoff games on top of a million other things that he's done in that amount of time. Still playing overseas. It's been a long time. So 
We continue to remind you how long it's been for the Sabres. Today, Yager is the one to look at. If you've got an interesting uh, droughtology fact, by the way, be sure to pass it along. You can either do that at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter or, or be sure to join our text line at joinsubtext.com slash Sabres. So the Sabres homestand ends with a Saturday afternoon loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 3-1. to one. And definitely a frustrating game where the Lightning got out to a 2-0 first period lead. And the way the Sabres are go, you probably didn't have a lot of confidence that they could come back in the game. And I didn't think the Sabres played that bad in the first period. I thought they generated chances. But you lo- you left the first intermission with a 2-0 deficit. They came out flying in the second period. I thought it had a really good, strong second period. Dylan Cousins got the goal. A nice pass by J.J. Paterka from behind the net to get Cousins his eighth goal of the year and only his sixth even strength goal of the year. But Cousins gets the goal. And then from there, they had about a half a game remaining. They had 27 minutes left to tie that hockey game. And they pushed and pushed and they got chances even with Tampa playing a full-on trap um not quite actually sorry a one three one usually is the trap one forward three in the neutral zone and then one at the back end and Tampa was playing more of a one two two one four checker two at the neutral zone and then two at the blue line but a very defensive structure that Tampa played trying to stifle opportunity and I thought the Sabres did an okay job at breaking through that but Jonas Johansson oh This is how the season's going, huh? Jonas Johansson. It's not even Andre Vasilevsky. It's the guy that the Sabres couldn't make the Sabres years ago because he was so bad. And now he's making great saves against Buffalo. But they played, again, pretty well. They only allowed 16 shots on goal from Tampa Bay. They had 27 of their own. They had all the numbers in their favor, but they got goalie. 26 saves on 27 shots for Jonas Johansson. They give up a shorthanded goal to Tyler Mott. I don't know what Alex Tuck was doing on that play up by the blue line, and that's a costly mistake in a game that ended up being pretty low scoring. So what it means is at the end of the day, a six-game homestand where I told you they really need to get nine points or ten points, but they could even get away with eight. They end up with six, three and three. Not good enough. That's a failed homestand. Given, by the way, it wasn't just that they were at home. They played five teams that were not in playoff spots uh, in in a row. And then Tampa, you know, at the end of that, ended up being the second playoff team they played in that stretch. Um, three and three is not good enough. They're not going to get near making the playoffs. And you know what? I got I kind of got to stop talking about it, I think, because if they wanted me to have a conversation about the playoffs in any real way, they had to win that game on Saturday against Tampa Bay. That's a four-point game against the team that is in the second wildcard spot. And because of the hole the Sabres have dug, there is no margin for error. You had three games left against Tampa. You got to win them all because that's the hole you've dug. Because look how different the standings could have looked if you had flipped the result. Had the Sabres won in regulation on Saturday night against Tampa, they'd be five points back of Tampa with a game in hand. Instead, now they are nine points back of Tampa. And good luck. You are not making up nine points on the Lightning. So I've probably said it a couple of times uh, that the season died today. The season died with that game. But uh, here's another time to say it. You can't make up nine points. Five with the game in hand. Fingers crossed. Maybe you can go on a run. Nine. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to do something historic uh, to break through that. So not a great time. We'll take a time out here. Uh, we got a road we got a road trip this week for the Sabers out 
West, bad teams. L.A., uh, not L.A., Anaheim and San Jose. You got L.A. sandwiched in the middle there. So here's hoping they can go on a three-game win streak. Maybe they can fire us back up into a conversation talking about the standings. But for now, they have not they have not earned that uh, whatsoever. Anyways, time out here. When we come back, there was a Casey Middlestat blurb, I might want to call it, more than a rumor, from Kevin Weeks of ESPN. We'll tell you what that was, what I've heard about that, and just to play the game, I got a trade idea that I think you'll like uh, for Casey Middlestat, uh, even if you're not a fan of the idea of moving him, which not many are. That's coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are presented here on the show by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder that Locked On Sports Today has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for your 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm sure they'll be talking all about Bills and Chiefs in that one. Okay, so Kevin Weeks went on ESPN on ice over the weekend, and he had a little something to say about a Mr. Casey Middlestat. And what he had to say about Casey Middlestat was that he's getting a lot of interest around the league. It was a segment that he did about the trade deadline and some names that are getting um of that are getting talked about. Um, and there was five names that were mentioned, one of which was Middlestat. By the way, Middlestat was asked about that from Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News, and he said that he was surprised to hear that his name was up in trade speculation and said that I love being here. Um, he did also say, though, and this is worth, this is this might be important, Middlestat has not been approached, he says this, by the Sabres for an extension. He is an upcoming restricted free agent. So here's how I break this down. Here's how I think about this. And here's what I've heard. You've got Weeks saying that middle stats generating a lot of interest. You've got middle stats saying, I'm surprised to hear that. I love being here, but I haven't been approached about my contract. So here's where I'm at. I don't think the Sabres have made a decision on what they want to do with Casey Middlestat long-term. I don't think, I mean, clearly even he's saying the idea that they haven't approached him with a contract is newsworthy because the Sabres have approached everybody with a contract extension well before this time, right? They approached Dylan Cousins in season to get a deal done last year. They approached Owen Power and Matias Samuelson after one year, and Samuelson hadn't even played a full season, and they approached him about an extension. They approached Tage Thompson after 
one big year. They've approached a lot of these guys after sometimes half a year, sometimes one big year, Cousins case, a year and a half of consistent production. Well, Middlestat, meanwhile, has been productive for about the same amount of time. He has been this reliable, I would say, top six forward for about 120 games now. 82 last year, 46 this year, 60 points last year, 40 this year on pace for about 70. 100 plus games, 120 games. That's more than they've signed guys for. The fact that a conversation hasn't even started to me is a little bit alarming or at least interesting. But what I've heard at this point is there's no truth to the the idea that Weeks might have implied that the Sabres are interested in trading him. So I don't know. I don't know. that I That's where I think I'd only made the decision. They don't want to trade him, but they don't also yet want to sign him. And they don't have to. Restricted free agent. You still have options. You can wait till the offseason, see how the rest of it goes. They don't have to, but it is different than how they've operated with other core pieces. So that leaves you wondering, do they view Casey Middlestat as a core piece? But what Weeks said doesn't have to be false. Because the way Weeks said it on ESPN was, He's generating a lot of interest around the league. My guess at how this this happened and how this works in today's world with reporting is Kevin Weeks heard from another NHL team that th- that they called on Middlestat. And that could mean the Sabres said, no, no, thanks. We're, we're good. No, maybe we'll call you in a couple of months, but we're good for right now. And that's what spun off as, oh, he's generating interest, that Teams are calling about Middlestat. It just doesn't have to mean the Sabres are returning the call or are engaging in any trade conversation. And that's what I would imagine is happening. That through agents, teams know that the Sabres haven't approached Middlestat. And if I'm a GM around the league, if I'm any GM, especially one on a good team, and an agent tells me, hey, 37 in Buffalo, they haven't approached my guy about an extension yet. Me as the GM, I go, oh, okay, interesting. The next thing I do is I call Kevin Adams because I just broached the subject. Hey, what are you doing with this guy? Because I just wanted to let you know, if you were to trade him, call. make sure you call me before you do anything. I'm interested. I like this player. Middlesex is a good player. That's what I would do as a different general manager. And it's very possible Adams just said, yeah, we're not ready to do anything right now. We're not ready to have this conversation. And then you hang up the phone. And through the agents, maybe, Kevin Weeks finds out, okay, teams like him around the league. That's my guess. I don't know that. That's my guess is how all of this is going. But again, I do think it is a little bit noteworthy that a team that has signed everybody early is playing, I don't want to say playing games, but they're, they're unsure at this point. And maybe that's because they don't think this core deserves another extension. Middlestead just happens to be the last guy at the trough, and maybe they end up trading him. But here's the thing about a middle stat trade. We did one show already talking about this a little bit. Here's the thing about trading middle stat. There's no use for the Sabres to move him for picks and prospects. No use whatsoever. I mean, they have a billion of them already. If anything, we're we're itching and begging for them to move picks and prospects off the roster for proven commodities because they already have too many. There's already too many guys to make the team. So piling more on is pretty pointless to me. So, what would you move Middlestat for? If you were going to play the game, I got one trade idea 
that I really like. I talked myself into it being a little bit possible. I'll make the case for a Kirill Kaprizov trade idea for Middlestad. Let's let's get stupid here on the podcast. Let's let's have some fun. I got an idea, and I'm going to sell you on why it's at least a little bit possible, and it's a good idea. That's coming up here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel right now, you got the NFL playoffs that are rocking and rolling. You've got hockey in the regular season, NBA. Pretty much everything's going right now. Baseball's not too far off either. The NFL regular season's wrapped up. We're into the playoffs. We're into the conference championships. And there's no better time to get in the action than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. In bonus bets, win or lose, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find popular parlays and plenty more options. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Casey Middlestat. All right, let's talk about him because he says there's no extension in place or it hasn't even been broached yet. Kevin Weeks says that he's generating interest around the league. All right, I'll play the game. Let's play the game. Let's play the feud. The one idea that I won't spend too much time on here because I did a whole episode on this guy recently. One guy I would gladly trade Casey Middlestat for or make him a part of a deal is for Flames defenseman Rasmus Anderson. I love Rasmus Anderson. I did a whole show recently. You can find it wherever you're listening to this podcast, whatever app you're listening to, YouTube. You can check out all my reasoning for Rasmus Anderson and why I would love to see him be a part of the fold. And if Middlestat were to be what you need to move to get him, I'm okay with that. But as I said in that episode, I don't think the Flames are interested in Middlestat because he has leverage. He has control. He could tell a team, I'm not signing with you. And nobody wants to stay in Calgary right now. And I would not bet Middlestat wants to stay in Calgary. So I don't think Calgary's interested. Don't think that one works. But I like the player. Let me try to spin a giant mega trade. Because, again, what do you want out of a Middlestat trade? You don't want picks and prospects. So there's only two other things you could want that make sense. Or three things. One is sign them. Two is make a hockey trade. And that would be Middlestat for Anderson. Or maybe there's another more realistic option out there than Anderson. But you know, one for one. Middlestat for a player of equal value at a different position. Right? You, fl- you flip him for a winger. Or you flip him for a defenseman. Defenseman seems to be the, 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 the steadier case there. Option three. This is, this is the most fun idea. It's also the rarest. Is you take Middlestat and you make him a part of a big package. And you go get a star player, maybe even a superstar player. Essentially, what you want to do is you want to make the Eichel trade. But you want to be Vegas. You want the Sabres to be the Golden Knights in this instance, where you're getting the best player, and you're getting that Eichel-level player. And middle stat is your Alex Tuck that you're sending back as a key, young, good uh probably cost-controlled. We don't know Middlestat's contract, but probably cost-controlled NHL player that can play in your top six immediately, just so that you get some immediate return. Teams like that. They don't want to wait around five years for the returns of a trade. You get Middlestat plus a bunch of other stuff, and the Sabres get a better player. The thing about that, of course, is Eichel trades don't happen very often. 
They're very rare. So I'll take a stab at it. I was looking around the league. I spent a bunch of time on cap friendly this weekend when I wasn't, you know, nervous and anxious about the bills. Who could be the next cycle? No, who could be the next cycle? Let me, let me try to see. And I think I landed on a name that is somewhat possible at some point in the future. Let's take a dive into Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild. And before you even like you know, rush me off and think, oh, you're you're off your gourd. You have no idea what you're talking about. Where I'm coming from on Kaprizov, why I picked him as the guy that could eventually become available. One, there's already been rumors in the past about him exploring the idea of leaving Minnesota. In fact, I believe it was after his first season in Minnesota or his second season, one of his first two years where he didn't have an extension and there were trade rumors about Kaprizov getting away from Minnesota. Uh, We are going a couple of years back. He has since signed an extension. Um, But if you search right now, wild and Kaprizov trade, you're going to find a bunch of, you're going to find a bunch of bunch of options. Um, So, He's an amazing player. He's an elite player. He's a 100-point player. He's a winger, too, which is the flip of depth, flip of position for the Sabres. I think even more than Tage Thompson. I mean, Thompson's only done it one year. Kaprizov's done it several years. So I'm giving the tie, the edge to him. I think he'd immediately come in to be the Sabres' best forward. For sure. He has had, as I mentioned, 47 goals and 108 points. Then he followed it up with a 40-goal season in 67 games. And then this year, he's got 42 points in 39 games. This is an elite player. It's an elite player. And because we already have past rumors about him in Minnesota, well, let's look at the Wild now. The Wild are falling well short of expectations. And in my research, looking around at how their season's going, what some fans are talking about there, what some media are talking about there, is the urge, the want for a rebuild. That it's time for Minnesota to enter a rebuild. As it stands, they are fourth from the bottom in the West. They are only four points out of a playoff spot. That's worth pointing out. But they also have five teams to climb over. And they are the seventh oldest team in hockey. They're an older team. They're in win-now mode. They're not very good, but they're in win-now mode. So what happens when you're old and you're in win-now mode and you fall short of expectations? You start having the rebuild conversations. And if that does happen, that's the big F of all this. I mean, there's a lot of big Fs, but this is one of the big Fs. Is you got to get Minnesota to get to a place where they want to rebuild, which in my mind doesn't seem that too far off. The next step, you need Kirill Kaprizov to say to them exactly what Eichel said to the Sabres. I, I ain't sticking around for a rebuild. If you're going to rebuild, I want out. That's a misconception. Eichel did not demand a trade outright from the Sabres. He told them, if you're going to the bottom for the next couple of years and we're rebuilding, then I can't do it. I got to, I'm out. He didn't just say, I want to trade from the Sabres no matter what. And that might be what Kaprizov would do is if you're going to rebuild, I'm out. He's got two years left in his contract, less than Eichel had, by the way, at the time. So Minnesota would know at 26 years old, Kaprizov, like if there's ever a time to cash in, sell him for a ton of stuff to spark a rebuild. This is the time to do it. Big for the Sabres. Two years left at $9 million. His no movement clause doesn't kick in until July. So not to say he'd be thrilled with going to Buffalo, 
But the Sabres, in essence, would make the trade now before Kaprizov has any say in where he goes. You get him in before the no-movement clause. And now you have two years to convince him to stay with the Sabres. Basically, you have two years to get good and to get him to lock in for an extension at 28 years old then. So it is a risk, no doubt. It's a risk because you have no assurances that he would stay more than two years. And you'd be trading a lot to do two years. But the the thing about the risk is if you know a year and a half from now he's not going to sign, you could trade him then and probably get 75% back of what you traded for. Right? That's how that works. You trade a guy with a year left, you trade a guy in season with a year left, and he's that good, you're going to get most of your, what you, you gave up back. So to me, it's worth that risk. Now, the uh, the trade package that I came up with does involve Casey Middlestat. And as I mentioned, he would be the Alex Tuck in this, this trade. If the Wild go into a rebuild, you might be asking yourself, well, why would Middlestat sign then? Well, for one very big reason. He's from there. He's from Min- He's a Minnesota boy. He grew up there. He played prep hockey there. He played college hockey there. He is Minnesota through and through. The guy bleeds green. Actually, that might not. They might bleed gold there. I know they they like college hockey sometimes more than the NHL. He is a Minnesota guy, and the Wild would know. It's Tuck, right? Tuck was from Buffalo. The Sabers got a hometown kid. That's the, they knew that guy would stay, would want to be here. The Wild, even if they're bad, would know Middlestat would want to be there. And he is younger by a year than Kaprizov. So you are getting a little younger. He's 25 years old. So you're not getting old by getting Middlestat back. You, he could be one of your focal points when you kind of come out of this rebuild. What I would throw on top of Middlestat, because Kaprizov is so good, would be Matthew Savoy, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick. I'm literally just copying the Eichel trade. Middlestad is Tuck. Savoy is Krebs. I mean, Krebs was the Knights' best prospect at the time. Savoy might be more like the Sabres' second or third best prospect, but whatever, they're all in the same tier. You're giving them a first-round pick, and you're giving them a second-round pick. Done. That's the Eichel trade. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm offering. Uh, I think at this point in time, because Minnesota's still in the race, I'd get laughed out of the room by Bill Guerin, the Wild general manager, but... Let's check back in on this idea in a couple of weeks. You know, the Wild go on a losing streak and they want to start selling pieces at the deadline. Uh, Kaprizov, that's that's the idea. That's the biggest idea I could think of for Casey Middlestat. And it's one where I think most would agree that's a good idea, right? I know you're taking on risk, but this team is on a 13-year playoff drought. This it, Screw risk, right? Come on. Go freaking win. Go get an elite player if you can get your hands on him. Just an idea like that is so good. But they're rare, and you can be outbid. Well, actually, let me scratch that. The Sabres can't be outbid. That's the thing. If a guy like that became available, it doesn't have to be Kaprizov, but a guy like him, they could pull that off. They could they could, they could, could outbid anybody. Um, so there's my idea. How do you like it? If you got a crazy idea, feel free to throw it my way as well. But middle stats, Savoya first and a second for Kirill Kaprizov. I love it. Go get good, like right now, please. 
All right, we'll keep track of this middle stat story because uh, the fact that he hasn't signed yet and maybe they wait till the summer, maybe they want to trade him at some point. I don't know, but he's having a great season and it is a little strange, I guess, that uh, they haven't even broached the subject with him yet. But that's going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Again, if you want to get involved on this conversation, be sure to check us out in our text line. Go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on authority today. And after you're done, check us out at to check out Lockdown today. If you need your football takes, that's the place to do it. Here for your 24-7, coming the top stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown Sports, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, we got Sabres and Ducks on Tuesday night. Sabres after dark. We'll preview it tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, throw me your trade ideas, and maybe we'll go through some of them tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Sabres Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.